This is a Repair Nations podcast. Hello, my name is Malakia Johnson, and we are here with Sacagawea. Yes? Yes. Yep. Talking for the Repair Nations conference podcast, um, the precursor. Can we start off by introducing your name, where you're based, and a little bit about the work that makes you happy in the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, my full name is Sacagawea Hall. Um, I'm more commonly known as Saki. Everybody calls me Saki. Uh, I'm based in Jackson, Mississippi. I am with Cooperation Jackson, um, myself and or other members are going to be traveling to Ghana. Um, I'm excited about the theme and the uh, like the inspiration for um, the delegation, the full delegation that's going and, and traveling to Ghana. Um, I, for the most part, for the last like five and a half years, have been um, spending absolutely all of my time um, in terms of like my work uh, in building uh, Cooperation Jackson as a uh, emerging institution here in Jackson with the vision of building a solidarity economy. Um, I have not done, I haven't gotten a chance to do some of the other work that makes me really happy (laughs) um in the last five and a half years i'm a birth worker i'm a doula um and so when you say like what you know what do you do that makes you happy that's um something that um i still uh hold dear i've done a little support work since i've been here in jackson but not a whole lot um i'm a mother of two um and so that takes up a whole lot of time too because they are still under um 10 years old i think once they hit that like 9 10 um it's like a whole nother it's like a whole nother thing but it's a lot of um their responsibility i think shifts in a lot of ways i'm already starting to see that with my daughter who's eight and gonna be nine soon um, just the independence level, I think, is different. So, yeah, my time has been being a mom, um, starting and running Cooperation Jackson. Um, the other thing that I really love that I'm hoping to do um, in Ghana is photography. Um, and so, yeah, those are a few things. Great. And can you talk a little bit more about why you decided you wanted to go to Ghana or what interested you about the trip specifically? Yeah, you know, I think that um, I, so like longer, longer term, um, I have been involved in UN work and work around domestic human rights here in the United States, um, which, um, and particularly work around the Convention um, for the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination, which is the third work. A lot of that work 
um, had to do with the African diaspora, um, and um, and we are actually in the decade for people of African descent, um, and so I think that the call that um, Ghana made for this year being a year of return um, fits you know, really well within the idea of ten, a 10 year, a decade for people of African descent, um, uh, which has meant different things in different places. I know when, when the decade first started, we did activities here in Jackson to promote uh, awareness about it. Um, and, you know, since then there's been pieces here and there um, but I think that for me, the idea of um, like putting uh, some concrete practice um, and real intentional thought around what solidarity um, amongst uh, our folks um, between us here as Africans in the United States and then um, folks on the continent um, and in this it being Ghana, I think um, is really important for, you know, both me and the work that um, I've done um, throughout the years and also uh, for Cooperation Jackson as an organization. Um, we actually just recently had um, some um, brothers and sisters here and we had a conversation with um, some Afro-Colombians and Afro-Brazilians and um, a comrade from South Africa um, who were all um, in Jackson around the same time. Um, and so, um, you know, we try to do programming um, that's not only necessarily about cooperative economics, but really about like what our struggles are in the different places um, and as African people um, and how we can, um, you know, be supportive of each other in our different kind of corners of the world. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that I've um, been able to, I've been blessed to be able to go to the continent, spend time there. I lived in South Africa and studied at the University of Cape Town. Um, so I've been to South Africa. I've been on um, um, some trips um, to East Africa. I've never been to West Africa. And I think for like, you know, it's, it's kind of like cliche in some ways, but I think for a lot of us, the idea of going to West Africa in a place like Ghana and being able to kind of go um, and space and spend some time, um, you know, spend, um, um, pay our, you know, kind of like respects and homage and, and just kind of sit, um, for me, I just kind of see myself just like sitting in, um, the time and space of the, um, we're going to like one or two of the castles. And I imagine that, you know, we would make time as people who, our descendants from the folks who were, you know, like forcibly removed from the continent and brought over to this part of the world, um, you know, to 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 have the opportunity to um, kind of take that in and see it 
for myself and, um, you know, potentially even have um, the kind of metaphorical healing that um, needs and can take place uh, is, you know, another reason why I was like, oh, yeah, this um be amazing opportunity to go there. But, you know, within the um, idea around you know, a long-term vision towards economic democracy and building a solidarity economy and developing worker co-ops. Um, the the idea of it being a cooperative exchange um, was really something that when Greg mentioned it, like, I think it was towards the end of last year in the very early stages of it, um, there was something that we said, yeah, we definitely want to be a part of. Um, and so, yeah, hoping to, um, and it's interesting because we're going there, but because we're going with folks who, um, are in different parts of the, of the U S here, you know, a, a part of it for us, I think is also developing relationships with with you all um, that are coming from the Bay. And I think there's some folks going from Chicago. Um, And And so it'll be interesting that we are going all the way to Ghana to do that. But I think that that's an important part of the trip Um, and having the kind of experience um, abroad, like fosters a whole nother level of relationship. Um, So I know I'm looking forward I'm looking forward to that because I think that it gives us um, a time, you know, as we're talking within the context of like the relationship between us here and Ghana there, it gives us the opportunity to also talk about like what is the what is solidarity um, and, you know, like even um, cross border mutual aid look like amongst our communities and our organizations. Um, as um, people look up, people of African descent here in the United States. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to talk more about just kind of like the motivation and kind of like the the ideas and hopes for Ghana? What you said is fine. Because <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, I think um, you know, there's like there's a whole bunch more. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean. If you, yeah, yeah, definitely share if you'd like. Yeah, I think that, um, um, that I'm interested in, um, being able to hear and see what, um, what kind of, um, organizations and practices, um, they have um, what they're doing around land and food um, and co-ops, being able to gain some new perspectives and um, hopefully, you know, bring ideas back to inform the work that we're doing here. Um, There's another thing that I'm hoping Mm -hmm. for the truth. Cool. I want to shift gears a little bit into how you yourself came into thinking about cooperative work as a solution for African people or 
just a way of relating to one another? Yeah. Um, so for me, it has been a part of, um, I think, my political development and a part of my involvement with a larger, broader um, political organization that um, uh, that looked at um, kind of like the context and conditions that we were in um, like over a decade ago um, and came up with a strategy uh, called the Jackson Cush Plan and a part of it um, it's a multi-pronged strategy but a part of it um, was focused on economic democracy and looking at building a solidarity economy and looking at Jackson and Mississippi as um, an opportunity and an ideal place as a site of struggle Mm -hmm. um, and as a site of being able to um, develop these alternatives. Um, And so I think that as you know, as a member of that organization at the time, um, I, it was new to me. Um, um, but I think being, um, I think being anti-capitalist and starting to learn about it, it made sense and makes still does make a lot of sense as an alternative um and you know for us here it's not about like developing co-ops and doing co-ops for co-op's sake mm-hmm. um you know we um actually see it as a part of um and you know uh, a, a tool within a broader struggle for self-determination for for black people um and um and so yeah so you know it's been a learning curve for me but um i i first kind of like dug my teeth into it and studying about it um when i first moved to jackson uh, about yeah, in 2014, um, and we held a conference, a new economies conference, Jackson Rising New Economies conference. Um, and so, it, you know, it, it was kind of like a part of, yeah, a part of like my political work and a call for folks to come to Jackson and to, and to develop, um, to build out the implementation of these strategies. Um, it's ironic because I realized in starting to do work around land and housing and learning about housing co-ops, I realized that I actually lived in a housing co-op on the Lower East Side of New York City, where I'm originally from. Uh, There was a process where really what folks were doing organically got got institutionalized Mm -hmm. into a housing co-op with all of the, you know, legal paperwork um, and the financial um, parts of it when New York City went through a a program, New York City implemented a program. But, you know, prior to that, um, the situation in the building 
where I was literally born and the was one of four buildings um, was that the buildings were neglected by the landlord. And so people um, had to really take care of and support each other um, in, in running and fixing and managing the buildings. Um, and so, you know, I knew and had participated on a really small level that, um, that it was everybody who lived in the buildings and a lot of the elders who lived in the buildings that had been there for a really long time that ran the buildings. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know of this technical thing as a limited equity, um, cooperative, um, until this journey that I've been in the last almost six years. Um, and so it, it's, um, it's like one of those things that made me feel um, affirmed because it was like coming full circle around to um, the kind of like practices and principles that I grew up in and 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 um, and seeing how um, you know out of and it's, it's the history of what's been happening here mm-hmm. um, in the United States. Like we are like black folks in the U.S. and particularly in the South, um, already have that history of informally creating mutual aid, you know, institutions and then formally creating those institutions and all the different kind of like collective cooperative ways that we've had to work together out of sheer survival. Um, And then how, you know, um, I think for for me later on, that became more... um, structured in our apartment buildings um and i even saw you know some of the um kind of like pitfalls that can kind of happen um in those situations where people some people want to start being able to profit off of um the situation but um yeah so i think you know that i think that brought it home for me when i realized and learned even more in detail about the project and the program and the organizing that was being done in order to push new york to be able to have tenants be able to take over their buildings and um in a in a legal way and actually own them um collectively uh and so um so yeah so i see myself as um building off of the history that um is already strong and you know i think there's a need to to really reclaim those practices um and for us to learn more about what they um what they were what they've been what they meant for us how they helped us how they so how they um um, sustained us, uh, and, and for that to be a story that gets uplifted a lot more because we don't know that history. Um, and, uh, I think that as people learn that, um, I'm hoping that people will be, uh, interested in, you know, in doing something similar, doing, you know, if not the same thing, something similar. Uh, in terms of what it is that we need now in our neighborhoods. Um, Cool. That's really, really great and inspiring. (laughs) Um, I also wanted to ask, 
in this, and as preparing for the trip, we've been talking a lot about Pan African solidarity and the solidarity economy. Can you explain a little bit about what that tangibly looks like to you pre-conference? What what your expectations and what Pan African solidarity look will look like with Ghanaians? Do you have any expectations about what that feels like? No, I don't think so because I think I don't have um, the experience that I have and the relationships that I have are most more so in Southern Africa, mm-hmm. um, and so I I really am going to learn what it is that um, they feel like um, they want and need and see that they're doing and what they're developing and what their vision is. And I think that solidarity is um, us hearing what role they think we can play um, in addition to having ideas about it once we're there and have an understanding of what um, the context is and what they're already doing. Um, I think that's really important. Um, You know, there's... um, I've been in spaces uh, where black people from the United States have taken up a lot of room and have um, really in some negative ways uh, communicated as if they were the ones who knew what was needed. Um, more so than anybody else from like the Caribbean or from the continent in, you know, or Central and South America in the room. And I think that's really problematic. Um, And so, you know, I I feel like um, particularly because we are coming from the United States with what to us doesn't necessarily feel like a whole lot of privilege, but it is a whole lot of privilege that, um, that we really need to be going um, open-hearted and with our ears open. Um, You know, I think that, um, you know, this may be like way further down the line, but I think it'll be important if we're talking about like a (laughs) post-U.S. imperialist in Europe imperialist capitalist system that we actually set up ways of being able to trade um, and you know it's kind of hard to think that far in advance in terms of like what that actually looks like does that mean that we have to have ships <laughs> like how are we like doing trade from that far away but I think that um, I think that it's exciting to be able to be like thinking that far into the future um, and talking about 
trade and, uh, and exchange in a whole different way that um, is done now because, you know, like Africa is extracted from um, and, um, and there is no, you know, there's no um, economic system that is supporting a sustainability, a regeneration, um, you know, I think we all have to grapple with and talk about, like, what does it mean to be connected and maybe involved in commerce um, in a way that isn't, um, that isn't um, the same as what's been so harmful for Mother Earth as well. Um, you know, so it may not necessarily be, it may not necessarily be physical trade in goods um, that I think it's really important to be localized, but it may be more so like services um, and kind of like technological things that we can support each other with. Um, but yeah, I think that... Um, you know, I actually don't expect to walk away from being there for a short period of time with a complete understanding. Um, but I think it's a start. And I don't think that we're going to walk away with um, necessarily being able to say, you know, we're going to do A, B, and C. Because I think a lot has to be planned and strategized around how we're developing things here and developing um, community and practices in a way where we actually learn how to be in relationship to each other different than we've been taught and socialized up until now. Um, and, you know, I'm, 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 I have, I guess, probably more questions than I have um, kind of like ideas and thoughts and expectations, you know, cause I'm just wondering like, even just politically, like, what is needed um, in terms of holding the U.S. accountable? Um, yeah, what, what, um, yeah, what um, could we be doing um, politically to support, like, what folks are trying to do there? Um, you know, I think of, um, I think that a lot of times solidarity, especially on an international level, has to do with supporting certain ideas and doing, um, um, I guess, kind of like education around certain things. But I think that there's, I think we have to develop a deeper understanding and a deeper practice of what solidarity is, like what it looks like. Um, because I don't, I think that it can be more than, oh, this is happening. Let me post about it on social media. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, um, When I, and I'm actually recognizing that I've been thinking about it more in terms of like the relationship from us to them. 
Um, but it's also an exchange, right? And so I'm not sure I'm gonna, now that I'm, we're talking about it, I'm gonna push myself to think about it a little bit more and maybe have conversations with folks here before we go because it's like, well, what is it that we need? What, you know, when if being asked um, by <clears throat> um, our folks there, you know, what does it look like? What do you all want to see happen um, for our end? I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't thought about that necessarily. Um, but I do think that I'm hoping that this is the start of this type of exchange, and that uh, we can have with the relationships that we develop or build on, we can have people come here um, and spend some time here and that we continue sending uh, people there. Because uh, there's, there's, there's no way around actual face-to-face <laughs> in each other's presence type of relationship building. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> wholeheartedly. Thank you for listening. Check us out at repairnations.org.